0: Welcome to KC Corner, episode 11. Wow. Quarantine week three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are you going crazy yet?
1: You know, not not too bad, uh, thankfully. Um, there's, uh, just because Allie's home and our house is more full, which is great, <laughs> but it does feel, week three, a little bit more like Groundhog's Day, you know, mm-hmm. that, that movie of every yep. day, uh, routine is so different that you'd like to break out of, you know, and just... <laughs> go kind of go back to that life you knew uh, and that's kind of that groundhog uh right. expectation and i woke up this morning and i realized that you know this is an important week we're going to talk about but this was also supposed to be master's week and therefore i gave you your coffee and a nice master's yes. mug and yes that's Gusto why National. exactly that's why i'm wearing uh a master's shirt here and uh kind of oh, celebrate ready for
0: the par three oh, little contest oh right that's there. right <laughs> that's
1: exactly right hey i saw they moved it to november over my birthday so i, okay. I think i'm gonna start working that see for mm-hmm, a birthday yeah. present give me to the masters but anyway it's uh it's different uh it's a reminder as you wake up wow that tournament was canceled and much more important than that tournament is the reality of what's still happening. I mean, the number of deaths in New York City and what they're expecting today. I I just heard yesterday of a story of uh, someone who uh, was from upstate New York that lost a couple of loved ones down in the city. And it's just a reminder that, you know, hey, the Masters, uh, you know, missed that. But um, boy, there's people struggling in a life and death way. And I might be inconvenienced. The schedule might be different, but... Uh, I got still so much to be thankful for.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, Masters in the fall may be pretty cool. You know, a little close to Thanksgiving, a little foliage Masters, and then I don't know if they're going to do it in April after that, but two Masters in five months is... That's Kind of nice, that could be that could be amazing. <laughs> I feel like we've earned that after getting Absolutely. everything canceled this spring,
1: yeah. You know, it'd be kind of cool if they went like and they did like uh, April to November, you know, mm-hmm. kind of started yeah. retaining, you know, yeah. so uh, or, or just maybe two in a year, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kick
0: it off and then let it be the last one, <laughs> yeah. No, that, man,
1: that would be fantastic, you know. But obviously, much more important than Master's Week is Holy Week, and we're here, and uh. Uh, you know, it, it, again, it's a different feeling, Holy Week. This is the, the high watermark for the church of the year. I mean, we all love the Advent season and the Christmas celebration. But in reality, and again, you can't have one without the other. But uh, the high watermark of Holy Week and Easter Sunday for us and, and what leads into that. Um, and it's a clearly a different feeling uh, as a pastor. My preparation is much different. It's not uh, just preparing messages and some worship services, which we're doing, but making sure that they're able to be streamed and how do we get communion to our people, which we'll talk about later on in this little episode. And, um, you know, the logistics of trying to worship what our, our risen Savior and, uh, and the reality of all that happened during this week um uh, that we celebrate is different now with COVID-19, and uh, but what is the same is our God never changes, and what is the same is the victory of the story. I mean, so no matter where we find ourselves in history, we know that where history is going, we, His story is going to end marvelously well. There will be no more COVID-19. There will be no more tears and death and sorrow because of an empty tomb and that's that's worth celebrating for sure.
0: And the biggest difference maybe is, uh, besides Christmas, Easter is typically one of the most packed Sundays in the sanctuary and this Sunday and Maundy Thursday, it'll be just empty. Yeah, Scott and a few others.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be a a different feeling. And, you know, obviously, uh, typically we have a sunrise service and Mm -hmm. and some other things that we've done in the past. So, uh, or I've done in the past. So it's going to have a different feel for sure. But the same beautiful message of hope, and that's what we need.
0: Going to miss that Easter Sunday energy in the sanctuary that's for absolutely. sure. But everyone will have their live streams up <laughs> there and you their, go. their floral dresses and everything.
1: You know, interestingly, Brooks, God has been so faithful. As I've preached at an empty uh, sanctuary, and I've had to look at a camera instead of people's faces, <laughs> um, I truly believe the Holy Spirit has still been very empowering. You know, you sometimes oh, yeah. wonder will you have the same energy and passion preaching mm-hmm. to a camera? Mm-hmm. And uh, But the good news of the gospel, it's hard not to get giddy about and excited. So I hope it's come across on, on, on uh, the Internet uh, with that kind of energy and passion and joy, because it's certainly there when I'm preaching it.
0: Well, that's great to hear. So looking back at last week of who is this and what you meant to say, Um, going into Holy Week and the first Sunday of Holy Week.
1: And again, when you think of things like Palm Sunday, there's a lot of aspects that you could take. And, you know, uh, I obviously want to talk about the triumphal entry, but, you know, kind of how do you want to position the camera, so to speak? What do you want to capture? Um, And this year it was looking at, let's capture the question, who is this? And let's try to answer that. So that's what I tried to say was, kind of boring, borrowing, uh, borrowing. No, no, no.
0: Burrowing. Burrowing. That's the word I'm looking
1: for. Burrowing deep. Uh, it answered that question of who is this? And again, thinking kind of, of, uh, of the master's week. Mm -hmm. Um, and having the privilege of being on that course. And on that course, you can hear roars throughout, you know. As a uh, fan, not a
0: player.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I never played it. It's new. Yeah, <laughs> never will, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, you hear roars, and, and you wonder if you're not there, hey, who is that? I mean, who who caused that roar? And that's exactly what people are asking. Who is causing this uproar in Jerusalem? What is going? Listen, they're, they're, they're crying out, Hosanna. Um, uh, you know, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, blessed is he, this King of David. Um, so they were they were crying out saying, you know, come save us now. Save us now, uh, this Messiah, this, this King in the line of David. And so asking the question, who is this, was so important. And it's interesting, if you look at the answer that they came up with during the week, the chants from, uh, you know, Hosanna, save us, mm-hmm. turn to crucify him. Mm-hmm. And so what in the world? I mean, just think of that turnaround. I mean, that's talk about the biggest turnaround in history of, <laughs> you know, hey, come save us and then we're going to kill you. And, and then the uh, the incredible, beautiful gospel irony, it's that he does save us through his crucifixion. But sorry, let me just get to say what I meant to say is uh, really... You know who is this? What kind of king rides into town on a borrowed donkey? You know, and uh, uh, he doesn't have this white horse like William Wallace might have in Braveheart. <laughs> and uh, um, but it's a king that's accessible, and it's a king who's going to come and be a, not just the judge, but the judgment. And you know, uh, it's just looking at the fact that one who's so high and holy that we would sing Hosanna to. Is accessible to all of us, and that's such a great joy. and And he's a prophet. He's even better than Moses. I mean, this prophet doesn't speak saying, "Thus says the Lord." When he speaks, he is the Lord, and he speaks as God because he is God. And there's, he drops the mic, so to speak. I love Hebrews one says, "Hey, after he speaks, no one else speaks because he is the ultimate word, um, the word in flesh." and And then a priest who acts like he owns the temple you know throwing over tables driving out money changers but what's astounding about that is he's a priest who not only offers a sacrifice that he is a sacrifice so you know when you understand that kind of king and uh and what he does for us uh it's so beautiful but again you only can understand that with spiritual eyes uh in the flesh uh you'll just yell crucify so that's what i meant to say it's just the kind of uh uh, focus in, bore down. Uh, boy, I said easy. That was easier. Right? I think it was a different tense there um, uh, on that and answered that.
0: Well, I can't imagine being a non-believer on that original Palm Sunday and hearing the roars and then looking over and seeing a man on a donkey. You would think it would be like a big majestic horse, like you were yeah. saying, with the, the guardians around him. No one can touch him, but like you said, he's like easily accessible and on a just a standard boring donkey and everyone was going nuts
1: you know and it's a you know brooks when you say that it makes me picture the crowd and i think it was a a a pretty uh a a crowd it was average people like Mm -hmm. like us you know it wasn't the upper class and as a matter of fact what the pharisees rebuke jesus of in the gospel of matthew is that the young kids are singing his praises and um, they say hey can't you hear that and the beautiful thing—he's accessible even to the young children, and it's kind of—he quotes Psalm eight there, and it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Remember, we talked about um, when we wrapped up the Revelation um, series, where uh, John is told not to weep because there's one who's worthy, who's of the tribe of the li- line of the tribe of Judah, and who's also, you know, of the root of David, and he turns around, and he sees a lamb. You know, and (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's that like, oh, I'm going to see something big and powerful and you see something meek and lowly. Mm -hmm. And although our Savior is big and powerful, he's meek and lowly and accessible to us. Yahoo.
0: So going from Palm Sunday to now Maundy Thursday, which will be live streamed tomorrow at 7 (laughs) p.m. Uh, the next day of the Holy Week.
1: Yeah, excited about that. Um, again, we uh, we wondered, should we do a Maundy Thursday? Maundy means mandate. It comes out of uh, the upper room and, and Jesus saying, a new commandment I give to you, a new mandate, love one another as I've loved you, right after he's washed his disciples' feet. But again, it's kind of the celebration of that night. Um, uh, it's a remembering. It's more somber. Uh, uh, oftentimes on a Maundy Thursday, you look at the words from the cross or um and different things or a good friday service is is also great but where we uh are renting from our beloved friends at the orlando korean church a good friday service that's their sabbath so we couldn't do that Mm -hmm. so we knew we were going to do a maundy thursday a while ago Uh, and excited about this service and i'm going to focus on the garden of gethsemane this year and that's going to be where the message comes from and what kind of takes place there and Brooks, that garden is still in existence, and I've had the privilege of being there. And you go and you walk there and you realize, wow, this is the place that Jesus three times would would pray and ask the Father to take away this cup, to take away the possibility of having to die on a cross, but acknowledge that God, the Father's will be done. And it was there that you know the disciples were falling asleep and couldn't stay awake. <laughs> it was there that he would um, be arrested and... You know, you look at some of the trees that are in the garden and you wonder, was that there? You know, they have some 2000 year old trees there mm-hmm. and you wonder, you know, golly, it's it's again, it's the Bible going from black and white to color. But specifically this Maundy Thursday, I want to talk about the loneliness of the garden. Mm-hmm. And I think during the COVID-19 crisis, we can understand loneliness, not just for those in isolation, but um, gosh, it breaks your heart. But those who are in hospitals that can't have loved ones come see them. And uh, so that's, we're going to look at the loneliness of what happened during Holy Week for Jesus so that we would never be alone. So that's going to be it. And a big thing with that is we're going to have communion together uh, for the very first time virtually. (laughs) Uh, We've ordered um, some communion bread or they're called wafers and uh, they're individually wrapped and... uh, uh, excited to get that and we ordered some juice and the ones that I was going to order they come together like a, it's a cup like we typically have and a little piece of bread on top of it they were all back ordered oh and gosh. and there were you know every church in America that wants to do this was ordering mm-hmm. those you know so we had to put it together i had to find a you know wafers that were individually wrapped and we had to find store juice and buy some
0: wheat things exactly
1: you just got wrapping them and so uh so we bought uh, some juice. It's like crayon Apple or something. It's going to work, folks. Um, but it's like four ounces. And you, I think you typically have like probably a half an ounce when you have those little cups. So, you know, it's going to be different where you, you have this little teeny wafer and then a long drink of uh, juice. Uh, but um, but we're trying to get those to our folks. And there is a way. We sent out to the body yesterday an email Um uh, and we also sent out a text blast saying, hey, do you want us to deliver uh, these elements to you or would you like to pick them up? So uh, if you're listening and you're in this area and you would like to have them, this is Wednesday. We'll get this on here Wednesday, right? Yeah,
0: uh, hour or so. Uh,
1: probably Thursday by noon if we get word from uh, you that you'd like them. Uh, we've been able to send out a, a link uh, to our website, but if you just text me at Pastor Jeff at kingschapelfl.com and say please get to me the communion supplies or tell me where to pick them up we'll get those to you as well but really really looking forward to what i hope to say is again just take us to the garden lord and and remind us of the sacrifice i mean it was there brooks that he sweat blood Mm
0: -hmm.
1: think of the anguish of that yeah i've I've had butterflies before and i've been (laughs) worried but to the point of sweating blood i mean he knew what was ahead of him and mm-hmm. and how brutal that would be. And then, by the way, and you didn't ask, but can I can I jump into Easter?
0: <laughs> yes, of course.
1: You know, Easter, um, what a celebration. And where I feel like the Lord has taken me um, is to really go to hope and the resurrected hope of, of Easter. And at the end of the Holy Week, before people really got news that he was still alive, it looked like hope had mm-hmm. died. And I think that we live in a time right now where a lot of hope has died. You know, I I had hope that I'd watch Ali graduate college and that's not going to happen. You know, a lot of people had hope that I have a nephew who uh, was supposed to get married in Denver that I was going to officiate the wedding in May. And right now that's been, you know, that's not going to happen either. And so there's, these are some big moments of hope that people had that aren't going to happen. And what do you do when hope dies? And, uh, uh, you know, it's Easter Sunday that reminds us that there's a living hope that will never die. Mm-hmm. So that's that's uh, that's where we're going to go Easter Sunday.
0: That's the good. That's the good news that we'll definitely need, and we definitely need right now in this Holy Week and former For, Masters Week,
1: <laughs> exactly. And you know, we need every day. And I think that it's interesting. It's during um, times like this, a pandemic, where you know you basically have a stay-at-home order. Where it's easier to maybe put some things in perspective of what's important, but you know when things get cranked back up again and we're you know uh, firing on all cylinders, it's still that hope that needs to drive us, and it's mm-hmm. still that hope that we need to remember. And um, maybe there's a there's a, a blessing in disguise here, Brooks, where we can focus a little differently and maybe a little bit more poignantly and maybe with a little bit more depth of the reality of what Jesus has done during this Holy Week because of um, this COVID-19.
0: Even when there's not a pandemic going on uh, across the world, there's always brokenness and usually mm-hmm. it's a little more personalized and not as many people are going through it right now. At least everyone's going through it, at least in the States and yeah, um, some other countries, but it's when see- that passes, it's a little more personalized and can be different for different people.
1: You know, Brooks, it, it makes me think it's such a great point of what you said. It's like the world that right now has a common enemy and I've heard that never before has the world been focusing on a resolution together like they have now, because mm-hmm. they haven't had it together. But wouldn't it be great uh, if the kingdom was advanced in such a way that we see together the world sees not a common enemy but a common Savior, and mm-hmm. His name is Jesus, the One who came from every tribe for every tribe, tongue, nation, and people, and um, you know the hope for the world, the only Savior for the world. So. Yeah, we are in this together as a world, and and boy, wouldn't it be great if the world can see Jesus together too?
0: Hopefully, it comes to an end soon. And it starts uh, the curve starts flattening out, and we can get back to our normal lives. And I think it could also even be a culture shock going back to work every day. Yeah, for sure. Trying to get their lives back to normal.
1: Well, you know, it's to me, it's going to be interesting about what will what's the new normal going to look like. Like after nine eleven, you never went through an airport the same. To me, that's the one like wow the biggest difference was air travel Mm -hmm. you just uh it's you got to get more time and the the whole time in the airport and going through security and um you know i think that people embrace that they realize we got to do this now this is the new normal i wonder what the new normal will be i mean knuckle
0: touches instead of (laughs) (laughs) hands it
1: it could be oh man i'm not sure i could handle that uh, um all right
0: the people with weak handshakes, uh, they're gonna be let off easy. Now. Exactly, <laughs> the exactly. Dead fish handshake. Yeah,
1: what's that all about? So,
0: <laughs> but we look forward to it. Uh Join the live stream this Thursday night, seven p.m., and then Sunday Easter morning, ten a.m. And stay safe between now and then, and next week, and as long as this lasts.
1: Yeah, amen. And and uh, uh beloved, really focus on Jesus uh, this uh, holy week and the hope we have in Him and what he has experienced for us so it'll be blessed great to see you brooks thank you so much
0: appreciate you and see you guys soon